So I'm here, I'm here in Ohio. You have to forgive me. I'm on the road, and um, the audio is going to be a little shoddy. Anyway, so I'm in Ohio working the rail yard, and I started having a conversation with a guy. And he and I start discussing uh, certain topics, and I, uh, and it had come about. I had mentioned the NDAA where Obama had uh, legalized the use of propaganda against the American people. And he he found that hard to believe. I said that it was reported on. Forbes reported on it and a few others are you know, I can include I can include uh, other you know audio on that as well, but you can find that on YouTube. Uh, I think 2012, they you know, Obama signed the NDAA legalizing uh, propaganda being used against the American people. And well, the conversation continues that oh, you're one of those Trumpers, and I said, sir, I'm I said, I'm an independent. But I'll never vote Democrat. So, but I can't bring myself to bring, uh, vote Democrat. Particularly, I couldn't vote for Hillary because of her. And he apparently never heard of her, her in the interview where she said the phrase, We came, we saw, he died. And that's when she was Secretary of State. He didn't believe she ever said that. And I said, Well, that's when they went into Libya to destabilize it because he wanted to put the. Uh, Africa on the gold standard and they went in and she destabilized it because of that there's slave blocks now in Libya well he asked me where did I find that out at and so well, Christian posted uh, an article about uh, the slave blocks and he goes oh you're one of those guys and I looked at him and said what do you mean one of those well I'm a Christian and he claims to be a Christian yet he found it highly offensive that I used a Christian source and uh, he said me and my cronies so he's dismissing anything I had to say at that point because I'm a uh, because I'm a Christian and my source was from a Christian source and then I said well you know that they, you know they destabilized Syria they uh, the second 9/11 with the ambassador, who was killed because she kept withdrawing security forces and didn't even allow the CIA. There was, you know, the, thir the movie 13 Hours is based on the CIA that broke rank uh, and went in and tried to rescue uh, the gentleman. And then I said, in your, uh, you say, but you and you were aware of the, the cover-up about the server that she had. You know, uh, yeah, I have a parody song. There's a parody song saying, at, at this point, what does it make? It was around the same time about the dead Americans and the server. And Comey said that you know, no reasonable prosecutor, even though they proved that she had all these top secret documents on an unsecured server, said no reasonable prosecutor would go after her. He had no clue any of that ever happened. And I said, and you're unaware of the fact that she sold a third of the U.S. uranium to Russia. Or you mean Trump's, Trump's Putin? And I said, you mean about the steel dossier that was proven to be false, that she paid for as a political ploy? 
and the Propaganda Act that Obama installed and made legal about propaganda was used to prop up that myth, that lie. And like, you're unaware of any of this. And he just kept rolling his eyes. He goes, one of us is brainwashed. And he's like, it's got to be you because you're you're what, you're a right-wing Christian. And I looked at him and I said, no, sir, I'm a Bible-believing Christian. He found that even more offensive. And so, you know, I've, I've traveled these roads for the last year. Well, off and on I've traveled. But I've traveled to a lot of places. And I'm in Ohio right now. And out of a lot of the conversations I've had with folks during this entire process, this was the most insightful and enlightening one that I've had quite some time. And I'm, I'm literally in an environment that is hostile to the faith. And it's been a while since I've been in an environment that's been this hostile. Now, I have did some street evangelism, and I'll, I'll get into more of that later. But right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm a hot. You know, I am upset over the fact that the gentleman just could not bring himself to admit to the fact that he had no clue of any of what I mentioned. And he kept wanting me to prove facts. I said, look, just, just go, just look up. He came, we came, we saw, he died. And I guarantee you'll, you'll find the interview that she did where she's bragging on the fact that she destabilized Libya. And, you know, he, just, he, he wouldn't do it. He just said, I had no clue what I was talking about. And just literally, it's the first time I've actually met someone who claimed to be a Christian, yet had no unction, compunction, whatever to look at any facts or research anything. It was, you've got to prove to me that I'm wrong. And I'm like, I just, like, no. I presented to you a set of facts or a set of, a set of information, and you're telling me that I have to be the one to jump through your hoops to either prove or disprove your thoughts on it. It's like, no. For example, you know, you can't tell me, it's like, the facts that you claim that are, like, for, you know, whatever he, you know, Trump being involved with Russia, which was disproven. I mean, Trump is the only person I, is the only president I know that went through a full colonoscopy. I mean, they went in there. The glove went, oh, went not only went halfway up not only to the elbow, but to the shoulder. And uh, if you get fit through any more of your body, they probably had a full a full uh, hazmat suit trying to climb up that dude's rectum. But the fact of the matter is, this was the first time I met an individual who literally had no clue about what was going on in the world, yet... believed with absolute certainty that his views were 100% right and correct and true. He could not prove, couldn't prove it any otherwise. I said, well, what evidence do you have to prove your point? 
Oh, it's just the way it is. I'm like, okay, I presented to you facts and I recorded you some sources. He got, and then he says, oh, so you've memorized all that. I said, yes, sir, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I, can, I know how to read and I, you know, I read and I study and I memorize things. Oh, you're calling me stupid. I said, sir, you're making a straw man right now. I told you where I got the information from. You claim that I've that there's no way I could have memorized any of that. I was telling you that no, I could memorize. You know, I, I read and study. I know how to. I, I know how to do research. And li quite literally, I have. Yeah, you know, I'm a little heated on that. It it quite literally proves that there is a segment of individuals in the United States who have no clue about anything, yet will abjectly stand on air and insist that they are 100% right. This is my first time having a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody that is completely, just abhorrently wrong, yet refuses to admit the fact that they are wrong. Now, I've had some that in the course of a conversation where they would uh, come back to the truth, they would admit the fact that they were in error, or that... They would actually produce some kind of evidence that would get me to, to, to change my mind or to uh, at least come to some kind of understanding. It's not, I don't believe in the whole, you know, a cop-out. This, this is, I truly believe this. The biggest cop-out, particularly in the Christian church, is the phrase, we're going to agree to disagree. That is used when you have absolutely no clue how to defend your stance. You would rather give up on even trying to defend to defend your stance. So you would rather just give up and try to say, well, we're going to have a we're going to end this on uh, even terms, even though you're telling the guy, the person, well, you're right and I'm right, so we're just going to agree to disagree. And so, you basically capitulate because you don't have the wherewithal to actually stand on the merits of your convictions. Now, imagine... Let me see. This reminds me of Jesus interacting with the Pharisee. They were objectively, objective, and fundamentally wrong in their belief about who the Messiah is supposed to be, what his characteristics were, what his purposes were going to, was going to be, all of it. They were they were wrong. And yet they refused. Not only did they refuse to believe, 
refuse to even look at the actual text of Scripture to see if Jesus met the qualifications of the prophecies. They even so much as said, we're going to shut you up. You know, they went as far as to murder. Now, I'm not saying the gentleman was going to get so angry and so mad that he was going to murder me. But the, the, the mere fact that he could not, and he refused to even try to research anything, but he was so misguided in his beliefs, or he was so challenged, that he basically just started name-calling. Well, I say name-calling. He basically started throwing out scarecrow, or strawman arguments, and began... To just saying, oh, you're this type of person, you're that type of person. You, you know, personal attacks. You know, when they called Jesus, said that Jesus was in league with Satan, and, and Christ said, Def defamation of the Holy Spirit is something that, you know, you just don't do. So, All of that is to say that when we are confronted by individuals who have a particular view, one that is a religious fervor, whether it be sports, whether it be you know their particular faith group, their race, racial uh, beliefs, you know, there's, it's, it's gotten to the point now where people self-identify as a race, not as necessarily Christian, it's, well, my race, my racial beliefs are this, because I was raised in this racial belief, whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you know, they're, they're all, this tribalism is across the board, it's not just whites only we have these issues I've worshipped in multi-ethnic communities most of my entire Christian life my, my Christian existence and so and that's only been 30 years I, I'm not, I've never been I'm not one of those people that's going to say well I've been a Christian my entire life I'm never going to say that I've not been a Christian my entire life I came to Christ at 14 I'll share that testimony later how that all that came out to be, but right now I've just I'm, 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 I'm heated by the fact that I just encountered an individual that is so fundamentally wrong and willing to actually just not even consider the fact, or it's abhorrent to him for even the belief that they're they're wrong. That he's willing to say, yes, I'm a Christian, but you're an idiot. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a Northern Baptist. I'm not a I'm not a liberal Baptist. I could I don't really consider myself conservative all that much. I'm an independent, Bible believing Christian. If you know, again, Scripture is my God. It's my guide and my anchor. And again, like I said, 
first thing that came to, came to my mind when the gentleman and I were having a conversation was as how staunch his belief was that everything I said and had evidence to prove Hillary Clinton is as evil as she is about how under the Obama administration Libby was destabilized and all the other stuff just the unmitigated gall of refusing to even admit any of that was said despite the fact evidence was given reminded me again of how Christ must have what Christ have gone, had gone through what the disciples had gone through when speaking of the Jews speaking of the Sanhedrin and the thing is is something that not too many folks will bring up is the fact that Stephen the first martyr well, the first martyr is John the Baptist because he's beheaded for speaking out against the government or the or the governor. But basically, it's the government. But the first martyr after Christ's ascension was Stephen, and he was murdered after he gave evidence from Moses, from Abraham to Jesus, and they stoned him to death. That's in uh, Acts seven. Seven, eight, eight, I think is the where Philip goes in the Samaria. So anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that we're finding ourselves in an age where people think they know everything. Well, most teenagers have always been like that. The thing is, is that you're, are we willing to stand on our convictions? What hill are we going to die on? And for many that I have encountered, especially in the Christian church today, they're not willing to stand on anything. They'll capitulate because they don't want to be mean. They don't want to be rude. And that's why homosexuality is running rampant. Transgenderism is running rampant. You have parents that are castra chemically castrating their sons, cutting off their testicles, having their daughter's uh, mammary glands, the development of their breasts removed. They're putting them on testosterone, hormone blockers, all this other jazz. Is because the church has withdrawn from society, and society is a direct result of the church's withdrawal. And the church is in denial. Heaven help us. Lord Jesus, if you don't come within the next little while, may we stop being cowards. May we stand. May we be capable of having the faith of Abraham or Abram at the time be willing to put Isaac on that altar and be willing to sacrifice everything we hold dear for you but from what I learned in seminary from the people that I've shared I've heard had conversations with while in seminary we are in dire straits because not many of them are willing to be martyred. And not many of them are willing to say to their spouse and to their children, we're going to serve the Lord. And some of us may not come back from it.
Heaven help us.